Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Welcome to the Sports Mecca. Wow. The Sports Mecca of the United States of America. Right now, uh, Carlos Correa has fulfilled his lifelong dream of uh, being drafted by the Twins. Uh, he went to Houston instead of the Twins in uh, way back when. And, uh, and now he's a twin for at least one season. And now, this morning, we get the goalie. Who's won cups? How many cups? Three cups. I bet he's got three. Mark Andre Fleury. Three cups with the Penguins. And then he oh, took. Th- didn't he win he one with the Vegas? He, yeah, they didn't win it. Oh, that's right. He, they he lost. Win it. He, took Ve- he put Vegas on his back and mm-hmm. took him to the finals, what, three years ago? Mm-hmm. So uh, Ovi beat him. And, uh, oh, that's right. I, I was talking to Judd, and supposedly he's a hell of a guy. Everybody yeah. loves him. He's a, you know, kind of a funny Frenchman and everybody embraces him and do you know that he and Bill Guerin were teammates? Really? That's Did they get him to start now? Is he going to be the starter? Uh, well, he'll, they supposedly he'll be there tonight as the backup for Talbot, but he and Talbot will probably alternate, I would guess, right? Because they got a lot of games, you know. And they got rid of the Finlander today. They traded him someplace. San Jose. San Jose. Okay, uh, here's what I don't understand. They got a defenseman, they a rugged defenseman. They still have all these days form. off between games. Why are they piling them on in April? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. Well, the, I mean, some of this was from the Olympic break that they didn't take, but they did play some games in there. I, I don't know why uh, that they – well, COVID, they had some COVID early too, right? Plus, too, they had all the tournaments. You know, they had the wrestling tournament. They had the both hockey tournaments, oh, right? I mean, oh, they have nine – they're on a nine-game homestand, right? Yeah. And uh, they've only played two of them, right? They're two, at home tonight. They're at home Thursday night. They're They're at home – Saturday and Sunday. Wow. Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, Columbus on Saturday at 7 p.m. and Colorado with an afternooner on Ooh, Sunday. Ooh, Colorado. Uh, By then, we might be breathing down their necks. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, but the only problem is, I know Fleury's old, but he's also hasn't been very good this year. Yeah, but he's playing with a bad team, too. That, that's true. That, that has a tendency to affect yeah, that's your goaltending. You that's know, true. So. so who's the Twins' third baseman? Uh, well, Louis Rice it would be my choice. And, uh, and uh, they also got the guy from the Yankees. Urshela. Urshela, who's a left-handed. Who's second who's base? Right? Polanco. Polanco. American who's first League base? All-Star. 
the big the big boy. If it's up to me, it's Alex Kirilov, no, not Stonehands at first gonna base. It's going to be Sonal and uh, Kirilov in left field and uh, Kepler. They're, they're Span in center field. They're gonna Span. Buxton. Buxton. Are they going to keep uh, – it looks like they're going to keep Kepler, huh? I what are you going to get no for rumors. Yeah, that's probably it. But I uh, like the lineup if they can – if we can get the manager to now, if we can, obviously they got to be healthy because Korea's had some injuries too, not as many as Buxton, but some. But here's the secret to me with this lineup: Can we get the manager to actually play it? Mm-hmm. Can we get him to say, "This is my lineup for 140 games"? Yep. Oh, now, without the uh, the, without the much the, needed rest, without the getting them off their feet. Can uh. we get him to say, <laughs> "Okay, here's my lineup: Polanco." Leading off, Arise hitting second, Buxton hitting third, Correa hitting fourth, Kirilov hitting fifth, Sano hitting sixth. Uh, who I got hitting? Who who I got left? Say, oh, Kepler hitting seventh. Okay. Uh, Jeffers. Uh, the uh, DH who I got is Rooker right now. I think that kid can hit. And uh, ninth, uh, the the catcher. Yeah. You want him to have that lineup? I want him to say. Sir, just wave out to the umpire and say, same one as yesterday. We don't need to come out there. Here's what I want from him. Yeah. I want him to play the game he's playing that day. Yeah, right. I don't want to care about two weeks from now. Yes, that's true. That's true. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's, I think we are from the same wavelength, right? Starting with game one, he'll Um, be worried about something three games later. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, he will. Well, if I don't play this guy in game one, I'll have him available for when we go. No, no, no. I was convinced that they were going to start the season with 14 pitchers, which would leave a three-player bench, which would mean Sanchez would have to be your backup catcher. But supposedly one of these days they're going to announce that the first month of the season it's going to be a 27-player roster. You can have an extra pitcher. Oh, they got any left-handed pitchers? Uh, not starters. No, they don't have a left-handed starter. They got plenty in the bullpen. They got yeah. they're good lefty in the bullpen. But uh, I'm not worried, that worried about the bullpen. You got you got the two big guys, Rogers and Duffy, and you can build around them. But uh, uh, the starting rotation, little thin to say the least. Now, if Joe Ryan is good and Bailey Ober is good, uh, and Bundy's your fifth starter. Then, then you need one. But, Did you watch uh, the uh, the game yesterday? The Twins little game? bit of it. I saw. Th- I caught the first. They're inning. playing right now as we speak. Yes, uh-huh. they are. They're uh, playing uh, <laughs> at hated Baltimore. So Bundy's pitching. You know, he hasn't been great. He was uh-huh. he was a highly touted prospect oh, God, once. Oh, he threw a hundred as a kid. And uh, Kirloff's playing first base. There's a dribbler up the line. I think this was the first batter of the game. And you know, they do the simulcast with Corey and Danny uh-huh. uh, doing the radio, and they're being uh-huh. featured on TV. And Provis goes, well, he dives to the bag. And then Glad goes, well, he missed it. <laughs> he went, but then Bundy just kind of glared at him like, really? You didn't make that play? So I don't know if he's got that in him, Bundy, or not. Uh, well, uh, but we'll find out. But he's, you know, they're not, you know, he's going to have to play left field because they don't, you know, who else? Larnick is not ready. So, well, that and they'll put a rise out there occasionally, too, which is always supposedly, kind of Supposedly, we I read a story last week that they told him to just worry about the infield. For oh, now, okay. So. Yeah, I where's know. Korea from? He's a Puerto Rican, I believe. Yes. Is he not? He's uh, he was uh, he was the first pick Boxton, when Buxton was the second. Buxton was supposed to be the first pick, and uh, 
Houston to save some money took Korea, but also because they scouted real well. Mm-hmm. And so they were 1-2 in that uh, draft. But last year he won the Platinum Glove, mm-hmm. which is the best fielder in the league. Now, mm-hmm. You know, they got the whole gold glove, and then they take a guy at every at from all the positions and say this guy is the best fielder. Of all of them. Of all of them. And Buxton won that the one year that he was actually healthy. So they're, is Buxton uh, they healthy be in the camp right oh, now? Oh, yeah. He's, uh, he's raring to go. He's yeah. uh, got his uh, got his money, and he's raring to go. And uh, You know what's not stole, a... First thing he did, got the first stole second. Oh, yeah? Yeah, this year. So. You know what's not a bad thing, too, to have a really good player that's destined to go out and make $300 million bucks. Yes, that's yeah, a good. Yeah, he mo- wants to have a good season. Yes, he does. But Scott Boris, who's been around, his agent career started off with the famous George Brophy story of when he was screaming at Rand Boris, telling him Boris was a rookie agent right. and he had Tim Belcher, the number one, the pitcher, the number one draft choice in 1983, and he was trying to get money out of the Twins. The Twins, Calvin, that was the year Calvin didn't sign any of his top three draft choices, and they all made it to the big leagues. But, uh, <laughs> whoops. But Brof, that's when Brof is screaming at, but Boris was a minor league player, yeah. failed, failed minor league player. And that's when Brof was screaming profanities at him at the Metrodome office and, uh, <laughs> And telling him he was a bleep and bleep ball player and a bleep and bleep agent and then go bleep himself and then he hung up the phone, <laughs> slammed the phone down and the young woman came to Rancy and said Jim Rance and said, Is Mr. Brophy okay? And he said, Yeah, he was just talking to his wife. <laughs> <laughs> I remember so you telling that me that. That was Belcher, you yeah. know, that was Tim Belcher. Well, all these years later, mm-hmm. he's delivering Carlos Correa. One of the best the players in the game. Because he uh, he was the agent for Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon, two free agents, uh, in really good middle infielders, shortstop and a second baseman. He, before the lockout, December 2nd, he got $500 million total for the two of them from wow. Texas. Wow. 325 and 175. He got, they made that deal with Texas. Well, Correa in the middle of January changed agents to Boris. He dropped this guy from, oh, yeah. uh, he dropped his guy from William, Moore, William Morris because he wanted 300 million too. Right. But obviously, when the, when we came back, the Yankees decided not to go for it. And he, they, a lot of rumors he was going to the Yankees. They decided not to go for it. So Boris Joe is kind of famous for he waits and the the he waits for what he wants, right? Mm-hmm. He, he makes a promise to a player and he figures out a way to get him money. Well, that's why he finally went to the Twins apparently and said, "You want him for a year <laughs> instead of Trevor Story for four years?" Well, wasn't it six uh, and or six or what? Yeah, yeah he, he didn't got, get that much. He got six for one forty. So from he Boston. got this. He's only here for a year. Well, they got an opt out. Yeah, he's got so one. He year, signed a three year deal, but, but yeah, he, he can, can opt, opt out. out at each year. And the, the obviously the idea is he'll have come here, have a great year next year. There'll be a full off season for he'll opt out for sure. Doesn't mean he can't come back, but he. Boris always takes guys to free agency. He always takes them to free agency. So 
Uh, you know, it's but here's the deal. He's also the agent for Royce Lewis, mm-hmm. who's the shortstop and waiting, who's going to miss this season in the big league. He's going to come back and play after having ACL surgery last year. So he's got the shortstop of the present and the shortstop of the future for the Twins, Boris. He's, so he's making a nice, he's comfortable. Well, he's making a nice he's making living. A nice living. He's, yeah. a, he's a, you know, I said this in a column Sunday, but Marvin Miller, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. was a genius. And he was dealing with a bunch of dummies mm-hmm. from baseball when he was and and Boris is like the modern Marvin Miller. When he walks in the room, he's the smartest guy there. Mm-hmm. And uh and uh he's and he's been doing this now. He's been the big gun for like thirty years probably, right? Mm-hmm. Chris? Yeah, so, yeah, easily. Easily. Mm-hmm. Now he was very upset about the deal that the players went for because uh, he wanted to uh he wanted to get rid of the... Uh, was he the main holdup in the negotiations? Well, he was big on uh, the two-year guy should be able to go to arbitration. He was he wanted the, you know, instead of the Super 220, mm-hmm. he wanted the, that, that he thought they should have hung in there for putting more of the two... But they year. did raise the minimum, they, right? They did raise that, but they didn't change the percentage of Correct. Super 2s that could be free agents. Yeah. So, so he was... Uh, he was uh, upset about, about that. I you guess. mentioned the lineup cards. Did you see the Dusty Baker thing yesterday? With the little kid. Yeah. Joe, you remember the kid? I did see it. I saw your kid. tweet about it. That's oh, it was that. great. Because remember, he was the little kid that almost yeah. got run over in the <laughs> yeah. World Series, and J.T. <laughs> Snow saved his life. Yeah, that's the kid. He's. Uh, I think he was drafted like somewhere. Well, Washington <laughs> took him, I think, when Dusty was still part of the organization. Or maybe not. But it just the basically the caption of the video just said, that's that kid. We're all old. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> you know, who was yeah. he playing for? Uh, he was drafted by the Nationals. Oh. He's not in the big league. Yeah, he's a minor league. league. He's in minor. He's a minor leaguer. Mm-hmm. Are you enjoying the tournament? Here no. we go. Here Terrible we basketball. go. Yeah. Terrible basketball. The basketball's awful. The... Have you tried to watch a game? Yes. Do you ever get tired of them having to go to the monitor to yes I decide do. whether the, I do. who touched the ball? Right. There's got to be a limit. We mm-hmm. cannot, every time some jerk wants to go like this, <laughs> let's look at it. We don't have to look at it. Right. Say, no. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe next time. Shut up. Let's go. Come on. God almighty. But these, the refs love going over there. They become the star right. attraction. You know, we got a, we got... 150 Ed Hockleys. No, we be. have Gene Serator to blame for yes, this. Yes, That's who we Hi, need. what do you think, Gene? Well, I don't know. It looks pretty close. There should be. There's got to be a limit of one for each team in the last two minutes or something. You can't do it seven times for God. And then the other thing, Joe, is sometimes <laughs> even when they don't ask for it, the dorks have to go over there and see if there's. seconds left or 8.4 seconds left. Let's put two-tenths more seconds on. Ah! (laughs) One of the many, you know, one of the worst things ever happened, Hmm. the basketball clock that has tenths on it. Yep. In our youth. There were no tenths. There were no tenths. There was a second. If you don't do tenths, then we don't have these guys running over there. Mm -hmm. The clock can be whatever it wants to be. Call it an 
8.1 or 8.7. Right. That's that's tough bananas, buddy. Yeah. Make your uh, make up your mind. You know who? Did you watch any of the Illinois game yesterday? No, they must have been terrible. No, well, they they were neck and neck with uh, Houston. And what changed it was a was Techn- a phantom call that technical call. So technical guy hanging on the rim. Okay. But you know what, Reggie Miller was doing the game here. I'm going to play the clip. So wait a minute, is there a time limit that you can hang on the rim? Well, if he hadn't hung on to the rim, he was going to go flying into the stands because he had. Yeah. It was a but fast is that break. a penalty if you're hanging on the rim? Well, yes. Kind of depends upon if you're doing it for show, if you're doing it to save your life. Yeah, yeah but so mostly he, it's for show. Correct. Yeah. Absolutely not. I'm sorry. First of all, his momentum is, is taking him with him. He has to swing back. You cannot give this young man a technical foul for this. He's not showing up or anything. Because if he doesn't, he is going to almost kill himself. You've got to swing on, on, the, on the rim right here. Otherwise, die. Yes. Right. Well, uh, the, he's allegedly, great, by the way, on TV. Alleg- yeah, he is good. Yeah. Allegedly, allegedly, Underwood, he told the referee O'Connell or something. I can't remember. Told the uh, told the uh, Underwood that he missed the call, mm-hmm. but they do not. The referees, right in the NCAA rules, you cannot you cannot ask them questions about judgment calls. So, right. Well, and so what the unfortunate they part? A, they yeah. the unfortunate part is that fast break because Illinois was getting back into the game. And that fast break, I believe, made it a three-point game, and they had mm-hmm. all the, and so it just killed everything. Yeah, Underwood. Was, Even though Houston uh, was the better team, you no like question. the St. Peter's story, don't you? Oh, it's great. That's a fun. It's story. great. I mean, God, they were uh, they were they were plucky as can be, man. And uh, here's the uh, here's the stat I came up with on this. All right, St. Peter's of New Jersey, Jersey lo- City, lost. To St. Francis of Brooklyn, at on the St. Peter's course mm-hmm. court, seventy-one to sixty, and St. Peter St. Francis of Brooklyn lost to your alma mater St. Thomas on their home court, really? ninety-one to seventy-three. Really? So if you add it all up, we're uh, the the Tommies are about a thirty-point favorite over Kentucky, right? <laughs> <laughs> Kentucky was so rotten. I watched it. Oh my god! I was mesmerized yeah. by how rotten they were. And that lefty, that lefty mm-hmm. guard. I tweeted out like, "This lefty guard from Kentucky is St. Peter's secret weapon." And t- five seconds later, he threw it over the head of the guy under the basket. I don't know what his name was, but they didn't run anything. And then Calipari is one of these guys. When they make a mistake and there's a minute to go, he doesn't tell them, okay, now do this. He just chews them out, right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I don't know if you heard uh, the show on Friday, Pat, but we had a controversy erupt at the Reavers' house. Okay. The 10-year-old told me he thought Kentucky was going to lose, but instead of writing St. Peter, he wrote down San Francisco, which was the team above Kentucky, mm-hmm. instead of the team that they were actually playing. So I'm interested in his ruling. Joe, oh, what would you say? I have issued my ruling. I give him the win. Yeah, okay, Joe, said, Joe said the give same the, thing. Yeah. You got to give the kid the point. Yeah. Yes, you got it. Now, is this Will or Yeah, Lee this is Will. Oh, he's he's all in on the bracket. Mm-hmm. And he all and he picked Murray State to beat 
St. Pete, which almost happened. I'm getting but then beat Saint by six-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I got to give him the win, yep. really, because it's just a typo, basically. Yeah, he, but he did say he thought, because I said, really, buddy, you're going to pick Kentucky to lose their first game? But and then the right. Kentucky women turn around and get beat by, they were uh they were Tuesday. They, they won the uh, Southeast How Conference. About South Dakota. They, they beat Baylor bloody wow. in Waco. Wow. Led by a kid from Rogers, Minnesota. Are they in Sioux Falls? Is that South Dakota? They're uh, Vermilion. Vermilion. They're, they're okay. The smaller one right down on the Nebraska border. Got it. Brookings is Brookings is is, is a uh, north north of Sioux Falls. Okay. And, and Vermilion, but South Dakota State. Which beat the Gophers up by a hundred in the WNIT last night, which is the Gophers should have never been in it, but they got screwed. They should have been in the tournament. Really? Yeah, they were seven. They, the two teams were seventeen and one each in the Summit Conference. Oh wow! So, yeah, they're really good. Mm. But but South Dakota in Waco, and with three minutes to go in the first quarter, what are they playing? Ten minute quarters, right? I believe so. Like, Two forty to go. They hadn't scored. Looked like they might shut them out. Oh, boy. Baylor. So, anyway, yeah, girls. You know, one thing about the women's tournament, we now get some upsets. They're for Yeah. For Why deck. wasn't South Dakota State in the tournament? I didn't select them because huh. they didn't win the conference. Oh. Was, uh, the uh, South Dakota won the conference. And uh, and Iowa lost. The Iowa women lost yes, to Creighton. very upset. Caitlin uh, Clark. Yeah, that, that was also Minnesota kids. Wait, now, sometimes I get confused at the uh, – <laughs> Creighton had their two leading scores. Maybe that was the Rogers, Rochester Mayo duo, and then South Dakota has two or three of them that are are Minnesota kids. Okay. So we're Minnesota doing very well in the NCAA <laughs> Four other tournament. Teams. <laughs> Gabe Kelcher beat Wisconsin. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I'm looking at the. Uh... Bracket for the NCAA men's hockey. Where's your hated Mankato? There, we're playing Thursday. We're hosting Harvard. Well, not hosting. You're right. hosting. Yeah, you got Harvard, and where is your regional? Oh, you're in Albany, Albany New York. Yeah, we're in Albany. Why do they? They've made Mankato go out. The Gophers got to play UMass in Worcester. Right. What the hell? Where's the? What seed uh, were the Gophers? Though? Weren't they a three? They're a two. No, oh, two. they're a two. They're a two. Mankato's got to be one of the ones. Yeah, right? we're the one. One thing I've learned from the basketball tournament, there's no difference between a five seed and an eight seed. Or a 12 seed. Or 12 seed. Yes. Right. Yeah. There's a, there's a difference between a 15 and a one. Would you like to discuss the Mankato game from Saturday? Did you hear about this? No. Joe? Go you ahead, You have Patrick. not heard about this. No. Mankato is playing uh, Bemidji, State. Bemidji State for the champion, the tournament championship. Mankato's on like a... 12 or 13 game winning streak, right? They haven't lost yes. forever. They should be rated number one. In the, I think they're rated number one in the state, but they weren't seeded number one in the tournament, right? But anyway, they Mankato is playing Bemidji. And if Bemidji loses, their the Bemidji wins, they get the automatic berth. Right. Then Mankato goes as a... They're know, probably still a one seed. They might still be a one seed. Yep. But... In overtime, it's 1-1, right? Yes. In overtime, Mankato scores. They review it. They do the full review. They yep. look at it. There's no controversy. Nobody's screaming, right? 
and Mankato wins two to one, and Mankato receives the trophy and spend. They do the sh- lineup, the shake hands, they do the lineup, they per- they celebrate on the ice before a jam pack. Crowds going bo- ballistic, and then they go inside for twenty more minutes. Uh, so we're now. Uh, and while Bemidji goes into the their locker room with their dauber down, their do- a couple of their players in the stands come down with their cell phones and show them some video that shows that the the uh, the the winning puck went under the frame of the goal. Right. It was lifted off and it went under. So. But it's it's over. It's the guys are guys are having cigarettes guys, in the locker room. The guys are at the the, the bars. <laughs> the bars downtown are full. The Metlers has got the girls dancing. Front Street is rocking. Yeah, the, the, but the guys are getting their special dances at Metlers to celebrate, <laughs> and and so then Tom Saratori, who I believe, but he and Hastings are like buddies. Oh, big State time. Yeah. State buddies. Yeah. I mean, he's a good guy. But he comes out and shows this to, I think he tracks down Lucia, right? Lucia. That I don't know. And shows him the video. And they have a big consultation and decide to wave off the goal. Holy mackerel. Wave off the goal. Got to bring him back from downtown. An hour, 35. Boys, put your stuff back in. Half hour late, the guys. So it was 40 Hastings, minutes. 40 minutes. Hastings could have really raised hell, but I don't think he did. I think he, yeah. he and Serator are buddies. and But the reason they're doing this, Joe, is without flatly stating it, that if Bemidji wins, they get a third team and the, the conference gets a third team in the playoff, in the tournament, yeah. in the 16th. Because Hastings field. knows he's a, a one-seed yeah, regardless. In. Mankato's in. But <laughs> you cannot <laughs> make a decision <laughs> – that you would not have made for both teams. And it's pretty clear from from Lucia's quotes to Chip today. Chip wrote a column kind of supporting Lucia's view of it, which I disagree with violently, but saying I I couldn't have a team season end that way. Mm-hmm. Right? So if Mankato what he's basically admitting is if Mankato if Bemidji had scored that goal, and 20 minutes later somebody from Mankato they weren't sh- showed him the video, this. they would have never done it. Right. You can't make a decision based on the team you wanted to win not winning. Okay. Right. So 40 minutes later, do they resume playing? 40 minutes playing? later, yep. they bring them. They no, an hour later before they drop the puck. Who won the game? Mankato, Mankato. ended up winning it. Okay. And Man, not long um, after they resumed play. 40 minutes. Then they gave him like a fifteen. They had to redo the ice, yep. and then then they they gave him a twenty minute warm up. So it was an hour. Jeez. And they said people started flying out of the bar. Dan Myers, who works for the Wild and is a Mankato guy, was live streaming it on his cell phone as the crowd came back in, and they they looked like they had about fifteen hundred people back in, a couple of thousand uh, for the. Uh, to see it, but well, that's the thing. Well, during all of that time, did the fans in the building know what was going on? Well, there were or they just anybody, leave? By the time they, you know, once they had the trophy presentation, yeah, because I think it was well over a half hour before they actually told people that they were going to start. They were still down 
Lucia was still down negotiating with Mankato right. and saying uh, they were fortunate because it was a one o'clock uh, puck drop. It wasn't a mm-hmm. late afternoon, early evening game. So um, not that that not that that changes what Royce was talking about, but it does sound like you you mm-hmm. you behaved only for one club. Yes, it does. That's yeah. what I'm saying. And now I did tweet out that uh, there was a class action lawsuit being considered in Mankato. <laughs> That guys had to interrupt their special dances at Mettler's, and they wanted a rebate. And Moose from Mettler's said, that's very funny and also true. (laughs) (laughs) Is Mettler's a script club? Yes, it is. Very uh, close to the arena. Yes, right around the corner. Very close to the arena. That's not a good fit, really. You know, when a a guy goes to school there and leaves a game, he might stop in for one uh, on his his walk back. There's an old Viking coach. The last time I was in Mettler has got to be 30 years ago, right? And I don't know how we ended up down there, but we did. But I was down there for Viking camp, and there was an old Viking coach, head coach, not named Bud, who, uh, as the players, you'd see all the play. One, one reason you go down there and see who was hanging, you know, right. see which of our athletes were hanging out down there, you know. At 10 to 11, boom, because they had to be back in the hall. Empty. Yeah. You know, there they went. 11.05, the old, <laughs> the old coach from the Vikings yeah. walked in the back door. Who shall go nameless? <laughs> Steve Thompson from the WCCO is a pretty funny guy and a pretty funny uh, Twitter guy. He says, Mettlers, I've never heard of it. And I said, stick to that story. That's a good, that's, that's a good idea. But, yeah, it was. Uh, well, someone had told me that lives in town, and I don't, I, I don't know if it's accurate or not, that usually, because this was going to be their last game of the year. Were at, you at, at home. that game? No, I, I went to the previous two Saturdays, but you couldn't find a ticket oh, for that Saturday night. But apparently there was a concert uh, Sunday night, Meaning they that had, uh, had they known the game was over, they were going to start tearing down the rink yeah. mm-hmm. because they host a lot of concerts there. Yeah, because it was going to be their last home game of the year. There were probably still some parents waiting around to say something to their yeah. kids after yeah. the game and friends and stuff. But the the, the arena was pretty well empty when they Jeez. said, bring them back. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. The Don. But as I told somebody... And you'll agree with this. You and I had the privilege of hosting the Doug Woog Show. Yes, we did. Which was more fun than a yep. room full of monkeys. <laughs> you know, it was <laughs> great. And then we got the Don, who didn't want to didn't want to do did, it. He didn't want a he didn't want to do it, but b he didn't want to participate in the hijinks. Right. Right. The Wooger was the hijinks, right. basically, because we p- used to play that strip music sound right. yeah. for him, and he used to complain. He'd send us, he'd send us tapes with the music he wanted for the show, and we had you know this this crazy music. But he was hilarious. And then we got the Don, who finally, I think he gave us one winner, and then said, "I'm not doing it with those two idiots anymore." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because we, we tried to have fun with him, and he had he had no. He was interest. no interest. Had no, no interest in he fun. Was, uh, but uh, you know, basically, you're, you're admitting that you made this decision because the team you wanted, you wanted to Bemidji win. to get into the tournament. Yeah, you yeah. wanted Bemidji to get in the tournament. But uh, 
I'm a little worried. Your team should be scoring more goals, though. Let's uh, let's go into the tournament. They with have. Little, they're not. This is really a defensive team. Oh, that, so I was going to say year. they they played because when I went the first night, I excuse me, I went Friday night when they hosted St. Thomas and they played really conservative mm-hmm. because they knew they're yeah. a better club. But even when they played Western Michigan, they steamrolled them. It was eight to one, I believe. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So and I'm Western not, Michigan's in the tournament. Well, they did make it. Western Michigan had a really good year in the uh, wow in the okay. NCHC. But I don't know. Will that cost Lucia his commissionership? Oh no, no. I because Mankato's not making a big deal out of it. Right. So they're yeah. But uh, uh, you, you know. But one-one is a dangerous way to play hockey. In yes, the third it is. Period. Yes, it is. They, well, that's been there the last couple of years. That's yeah. what you know. Remember they they killed the go or beat the Gophers, beat them bloody to get into the final four, and then they, they were the best team last year. And then they just they they played exactly what you're talking about when they lost to UMass. But Joe, or excuse the, me, Saint Cloud. It's been an amazing story what this guy's done down in Mankato. But they were the best team in the country uh, when they shut it down in 2000. They were when they that, didn't was, have a that yeah. team. They had about five or six high-powered offensive players to mm-hmm. go with this McKay kid as a goaltender. Or any of them in the NHL. Defensive. Well, there's a. I don't know. Who's I think it? two of them, at least, have have been called up. Yeah. I think. What's the name of the uh, the kid from? Dryden McKay. No, no, the European guy that was a great player. Oh, German kid who was a great. Yeah, player what was his him. name? Yeah, that team two years ago was like unbeatable, and then they ended up not getting to play because of the I think the I think the shutdown came right when the uh, well be right when the uh, the 16 ter- team part of the tournament was yeah. getting started hey I have a down. baseball question for you yes uh what are the Mets and the Yankees gonna do with the with the covid or with the uh, vaccine mandates in New York uh, are they still going to exist a month from now well I, that, that's what I'm asking I don't know if that's been addressed by baseball because I know a judge was asked about it at Yankees uh, camp, and he really didn't give an answer. Yeah, well, they're gonna... you're playing outside. What's the yeah, problem? I would think that it would be. What do they got? They got a couple of weeks to April first. Is there a chance that they're going to change it in New York? April first. I don't know. We got a new variant though, so we can probably keep it. it going in Canada too. At this point, you can't play in Toronto unless you're vaccinated, right? I don't know. Am I right? I think, I think so. I think so. Yeah. So I I don't know. There's there's some people who don't want to give it up, man. They, uh, you know, they it's the ship has sailed. But uh, you know, the those who aren't vaccinated aren't getting vaccinated right. now. You're right? not convincing anybody either way, correct? Yeah. We we can get the Pfizer wants us to get the fourth one though. I'm not a Pfizer guy. You're a Mordino, Mordino yeah, yeah. guy. Well, I don't want another one. Why not? <laughs> yeah, have them give it to you right in that. Uh, right here. Does the public know about this? Sure. Have you guys been discussing this? It's no big deal. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Well, a lot of things a guy can't do with a broken hand. <laughs> Hands are hit. You can't hit. Can't grip a club. No, you can't do it. He did uh, declare on the show last week. Hands are important. Hands are important. Yes. Hey. Uh, <laughs> Who won the golf? I, I, Sam Burns. Second uh, boy, is that guy only he good? and Paul Casey have won that tournament in back-to-back years. He is playing great. Yeah, but two players I'd never heard of were yeah, right. right there. Yeah, Matthew, what the hell's his name? Matthew Naismith. Yes, I never and heard Davis of. Riley. 
Never heard of either of them. Davis Riley's a rookie, and I don't know if Naismith is. That's Hollis's tournament, and he didn't exactly have a star field. But one of those guys, is it Davis, whatever his name is, he and Justin Thomas played college golf together. Davis Riley at Alabama. And our, and our big buddies. Yeah. And uh, this, But obviously Justin's had a little more meteoric rise than Davis Riley has had. But that was Hollis' tournament, so they didn't get much of a field. But... The thing in Florida now is you have to have your string of holes where you got a special name for them, and mm-hmm. they got the snake pit. They got the copperhead. <laughs> it's a fairly tough golf course, I guess. So. Where is it? North of Tampa? Yeah. I don't know. I just I don't want to play a golf course named after a snake. No, I don't like snakes. <laughs> <laughs> Especially Florida snakes. Yeah. What was that? Serpent. They got gators, too. Where did we have all the floods just now? Where did we have all the floods? In the, not in the U.S., but. Uh, I don't know. Where, some, why? Because. That brings out snakes? They were talking about how these poor people coming back to their homes yeah. were fighting these snakes and all their old furniture and stuff because they wanted to get out of the water. And one of them was the deadliest in the world. Really? Even deadlier than the one in Honduras. Well, it has to be Africa then. Yeah, where the hell was it? It was some, I'm thinking somewhere in Asia, but I can't remember. We had horrible floods. I can't remember where they were, but. Oh, uh, what was the name of the sport you mentioned? I got an email maybe two weeks ago. The guy that, the, was it Mayan ball? Mayan ball. Okay, yeah. that's Mayan, what I that thought. One, that was in Honduras <laughs> in uh, like the the thousand, you know, year thousand or twelve hundred. How right? would you lost? You lost your head? This lost village. Uh, <laughs> this is a great book. Read this. The Lost World of whatever, you know, you can find it. Somewhere in Honduras. How would Don they Lucia have ruled if, if he <laughs> yes, was the commissioner right. of Mayan yes. ball? Yes, we want <laughs> we want to get another team in the tournament. But if we make Mankato lose, then they might have to sacrifice somebody. So yeah, they they would uh Mayan ball was tough because you played to one. Right. You know, yeah. you just had you had a big was hoop up there, right. and you had to throw it in there, and you made one. That was it. That's over. That then who it. died? Well, you got to well, sacrifice you somebody. Had to, uh, the, provide losing, a sacrifice? the losing team had to provide a human sacrifice from its roster, I believe. Yeah. That's a tough way to but go. But if huh? it was a really big game, yeah. they might kill the whole losing team, Jeez. which is, uh, you know. Which <laughs> Those was, are some yeah, tough rules. Man, that would have good TV ratings. Oh, so, yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. The NFL. The Super Bowl. Uh, if the, if Tom Brady loses, he gets executed. Right. Imagine the replays you know for what? Mayan Ball. Yeah. The way the world's headed, that's probably what's going to yeah, happen. Probably, yeah. probably. <laughs> what are we going to do about the scumbag? I don't know. Sacrifice uh, him. Yeah, somebody's got to make him play Mayan Ball. I want Bob Lee Swagger to come to life. The world's yeah, best, best sniper. That's true. That is true. I don't know, Pat. That's uh, good. It sounds like nuclear war is inevitable. Mm-hmm. He's getting too close to Poland there, that because uh, uh, he's uh, if he starts to uh, lose ground, he's going to use one, and then I don't know what the hell we do, right? Yep, that could delay the baseball season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It really.
really could, couldn't it? It could, yes. Then the twins are off the hook for yes. their rotation. They, they have canceled the uh, <laughs> series in Yankee Stadium this weekend because of nuclear threat. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That's not funny. No, no. it's not. Well, Why am I laughing? That's because that's funny. just the it's state that we're in. Yeah. I mean, it's just, uh, this is incredible. It's really incredible. And we just, you know, we spend our time worrying about other stuff. But this is, you know, it's, it's incredible that a, a person is doing this. That's, uh, that's uh, amazing. Anyhow, on that positive note. Hey, really quick before we sign off. uh, Before we sign off. Go wild. They got the Vegas tonight. We lost a good one uh, last Friday. Longtime Faribault High School football coach Jim Tetzloff passed away. Oh, really? Yep. I had him, and uh, I also played multiple sports with his son, Paul. Uh, He was a really, really good guy. How old a fellow? 78 years old. Um, He had a battle with leukemia that he did not make public, so a lot of people did not know that he was ill. But he's just... Mankato State baseball player, uh, great guy, one of the best. He taught, coached all of our teams growing up and whatnot. But yeah. he was, uh, he was a really good one. So. And the the death of John Clayton came out of nowhere. Oh, for I me saw that too. too. The, uh, yeah, the kind of funny looking, uh, one of the early ESPN, not early, but one of the like. 15 years ago, he was on ESPN oh. all the time doing NFL. One of the, he worked for Glenn Crevier at the Tacoma uh, newspaper, and went from there to becoming <laughs> a national. He was, a, he was a guy whose whole life was based on uh, football. NFL. Yep. He had a, and, uh, he still had one of the greatest ESPN commercials. Remember when he had the, he had the ponytail? Mm-hmm. And remember he was yelling at his mom because he did his TV hit. And then he has a rock. You know, he's got an Iron Maiden theme bedroom and yeah. whatnot. I thought that was a great one. That was a really funny one. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, as, as the saying goes, I didn't know he was sick. So. And everybody yeah. loved the guy. Yeah, he seemed to Glenn. Yep. I know uh, Glenn loved him, but of course, you know, all editors love somebody who spends eighteen hours a day and doesn't charge them overtime doing <laughs> stuff. They all in the newspaper business. That's how you are beloved. So. Sixty-two degrees outside. Wow! Top, top, top down. down again. <laughs> top down. Why air that thing out? <laughs> all right. Stocks teetering. Yeah. What What are we doing today? We're down. How far? Two hundred and seventy-nine. Where's points. Fiat? That ain't bad. Is Fiat, Fiat doing okay? I don't even look anymore. I want a Fiat. <laughs> I might have to sell my Fiat stock. I don't know here. All right. All right. A beautiful lawn is just a click away. Hello, sports fans. You schedule that free in-person lawn care analysis and estimate right now at ProfessionalTurf.com. You do that. ProTurf will send a highly trained and experienced service tech to your home who will analyze your lawn's condition, then customize a three- to five-step fertilizer and weed control application plan that's environmentally safe and guaranteed for superior results. A beautiful, healthy lawn free of crabgrass, dandelions, and broadleaf weeds. Locally owned, Professional Turf, they've been serving the Twin Cities since 19... 1982. Schedule your free in-person lawn care estimate today at ProfessionalTurf.com. Everyone is going mad in March trying to narrow the field down to 16 and then 4. This is Patrick Racy for the Canopy Group, and they have their Savory 16. The Canopy Group has 16 different insurance companies giving options to provide you the best home and auto insurance coverage at the best price. At the Canopy Group, their tournament never ends. They continue to use their 16 different companies to match you with the company providing the best coverage at the best price, and they do this annually. 
Get in the game. Contact the Canopy Group and get them working on your brackets. Bracketology is not foolproof for home and auto insurance. The sure bet is on the Canopy Group, saving you an average $810 on your home and auto insurance. That's every year. Call 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com. It's Reavers here for Josh Arnold. Mr. Money Talk is what he's called around these parts. Josh has been an investment consultant since 1978. This extensive career has given him the experience needed to manage your money in both up and down markets. Josh provides independent, personalized investment planning to individuals and small businesses, including retirement plans. Josh has been doing this for quite some time, and the thing that separates him from the rest is he will always give you straight talk and never sugar-coated advice. When you invest for yourself or for your small business with Josh, you get the same straight talk that you would expect from Mr. Money Talk. You also get an investment consultant who will work proactively with you to create a strategy that fits your goals. You can also hear him at the end of Garage Logic every Tuesday and Thursday with a full report. Give him a call today for that free 48-minute financial consultation at 952-925-5608. That number once again is 952-925-5608. Or for more information, just visit his website, josharnoldinvestmentconsultant.com.